Hello, Sports Box fans, and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and we are back here for another great podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a team that I feel is very, very underappreciated. And I think a reason why they're very under underappreciated right now is, well, simply, you know, they, they, they haven't done a lot in recent memory. And, you know, their quarterback's coming off kind of a major injury. And while they do have a good record, you could say the wins aren't as impressive. But I'm here to tell you why that's not the case. Because I think the Cincinnati Bengals deserve a lot more respect than they're getting. So I'm going to start with just a question. If I would have told you coming into this offseason that the Bengals would be competing for the first for the first spot in the NFC in the AFC North and would just be at the second spot with a 4-2 record through 6 weeks. Would you believe me? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't because that's that's going to be hard to believe. But I'm here to tell you it's true. The Bengals right now do sit at 4-2. They are second in the AFC North and just one game behind the Baltimore Ravens for the number one spot in the AFC North. So I'm going to start with what I started the podcast with, with the wins. Because you could look at the Cincinnati Bengals and say, well, they beat the Vikings, the Steelers, the Jaguars, and the Lions. That's not an impressive resume of wins. Now, while I would give you that, I would also say, okay, let's look at the teams. Let's, let's look at the teams and not just the record of those teams. The Vikings are a better team than what their record says. The Steelers, while they are, they've been up and down. They've played good football. The Jaguars, give me a break. And the Lions, we got a feel for them. So two out of those four are still impressive wins. And why it's even more impressive is because of how they won. Look, this Cincinnati Bengals team is a lot different from last year. And here's why. And the first reason is, well, they went to Pittsburgh and slapped the Pittsburgh Steelers and beat them 24 to 10. But besides that game... And I, I think the most, the biggest game to me, or the, the, the game that really was like, okay, these Bengals are somebody else than who we thought they were, was that Detroit game. The Detroit and Green Bay game were the two games I can look at and say, this is a different team. The Detroit game, because of the reason that they went into Detroit and manhandled, manhandled the Detroit Lions. This Cincinnati Bengals team last year, would have gone in a shootout, and it would have had to end in a game-winning drive. Joe Burrow was out by midway through the fourth quarter. That tells you what this team has become. They are winning games that they that they need that they should, but they're not just winning them by small margins. They're blowing these teams out, and that is what good teams do. You blow out those teams that you're supposed to beat. And not just by 10. They beat them 34 to 11. And for the most of the game, Bengals were up by 28. 
So to me, that that's that that's why that's why you can't just look at the scoreboard and say, okay, well, the Bengals, they've played mediocre teams. This team is a lot different than last year. And not only the Detroit game, but they were hand in hand with the Packers, and they lost just because their rookie kicker couldn't make a field goal. So looking at all that, I think that's where you gotta start and say, well, if you're just basing your analysis on the Bengals as this team that has beat nobody and they lost to the Packers and the Bears, this team stinks, you're wrong. Because it tells me you're just looking at the scoreboard and saying, okay, well, these are the teams they beat and this is the record of those teams. You have to see the improvement that the Bengals have done. And it's been major. And one guy that's been major is Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is that guy. And I think, and I'm making this podcast not to say the Bengals are immediate Super Bowl champs because of their 4-2 and record right now, or they're going to go out there and beat the Ravens, or, I mean, they play the Ravens this weekend. They're going to go out there and demolish the Ravens. They're going to go out there and manhandle those top AFC teams, those top NFC teams. I'm not here to tell you that. But I'm here to tell you that the Bengals will be doing that in a couple years, if not a year or two. Look, they finally found their guy in Joe, Joe Burrow. They finally did it. And you complement that with the receiving core of Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, all guys that can be that guy in a game, and especially Jamar Chase this year, who has over 500 yards, who has five touchdowns. They've shown every single one of those players, those receivers, has shown they can be that guy. Even CJ Uzama, the tight end, has shown he can be that guy. Oh, and don't forget their running back is Joe Mixon. I mean... Joe Burr has a plethora of talent right now on this Bengals offense. And defensively, it's one of the more underrated defenses you see. DJ Reader, he ranks 90th. He has a 90.0 PFF grade in run defense and an 85 overall grade from PFF this season. Jesse Bates, one of the more highly rated safeties by PFF this season and just in the past two seasons. Von Bell, another great safety that complements Jesse Bates. Shadobi Awuzie, the free agent accusation, acquisition from the Dallas Cowboys this offseason, has made a name for himself. They're adding talent. And it's not that... And, he, and this is the big thing. Cincinnati's not a big market, right? So you're not going to see, you know, huge free agents go to the Cincinnati Bengals. But they're getting guys who are going to make plays. Who are going to make plays when it matters. Like I said, DJ Reader. He's not an interior defensive guy that gets talked a lot about in around the league. But this dude has been nothing but amazing this season for the Cincinnati Bengals, especially in the run defense. Jesse Bates, he's not a guy that you know gets talked a lot about. He's making plays on the defensive side. He gained, he's getting picks. Jadobi Awuzie, same thing. And they're young. They are young. I mean, flipping back to the offense, Joe Burrow's only a second year. Jamar Chase is a rookie. Tyler Boyd has been in the, year, the league for a little bit. T. Higgins, it's only a second year. Joe Mixon, it's only, he's only been in the league for three, four years. This team is young. But what's holding them down is Zach Taylor. Now, I don't want to say that Zach Taylor hasn't shown any improvement. Because last year, it was 
Jason Garrett 2.0 at the offensive helm where it seemed like he was calling plays from Madden rookie mode, but he's changed it up a little this season. We've seen more RPOs. We've seen more disguises, which honestly I think has benefited everybody. But I don't think Zach Taylor is that guy that can take it to the next level. I don't think he's that guy that can elevate Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow's game to that next prestige. I think that Joe Burrow is really talented and I think he's very good right now, but I just don't think Zach Taylor at this moment or in even a few years is really going to get him to that superstar level. But it's, it's not just about Joe Burrow and his ball skills, but I think it's his intangibles. And I talk a lot about this because I think this is the most important thing a quarterback can possess. And in my most recent podcast, I, 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 did have a, I did have that small segment on the Browns and Cardinals game, and I talked about Baker Mayfield. I said, Baker's a good quarterback, and he's, he, you know, he's, he's, he's an above-average quarterback. He can make the plays. But to me, he's missing that intangible. And I think Joe Burrow has that intangible. And not every quarterback possesses that intangible of leadership. There's not a lot of guys in the NFL that have it. Immediately to mind, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Tom Brady. Those are quarterbacks you want on your team. You can't train those skills. And I think they struck gold with this Joe Burrow pick. And what I want to finish it off with is Jamar Chase has immediately shut down all the haters. And I'm loving it because I'm not going to say I wasn't someone who was a little skeptical about the pick. I was saying, you know, you could have gone Sewell. You could have gone Slater. you got to protect Burrow. And that's still a thing. That is still a thing the Bengals are going to have to address. Because right now, Burrow, he's bottom 15 in time to throw where he right now has 2.6, 2.64 seconds to throw the ball, which isn't a lot of time. But... Jamar Chase was the right pick. I think Jamar Chase, man, this, this this dude jumps out of the screen when you watch a Bengals game. I mean, hell, when you watch the LSU, he's the guy that pops, he's the guy that popped off the screen, and he's doing that already in the NFL through six games. He already has five touchdowns. He's a big play receiver. Look, the separation is gonna come. Right now, he ranks 69th in in separation. But he's a rookie. And he's still making plays without that level of separation that he needs to to become that next great receiver. But he's going to get there. I mean, he's young. Like I said, he's only a rookie. He has time. So the Bengals have struck gold with these past two picks. So my emphasis is the Bengals are a good football team. And and I've I've said this in the beginning of the year. I think the, the Bengals are contenders in the playoffs. I think they're playoff contenders. I don't think this team is Super Bowl contenders yet. I, I, and I, I don't think it's going to happen this year. As much as I want to be optimistic, and I think this team, I think this team can make the playoffs. I think this team has the possibilities to make the playoffs. Obviously, a big game this weekend, you know, versus the Browns. But I mean, sorry, versus the Ravens. But then they got the Jets. Then they got the Browns. They don't have a terribly tough schedule. They have the Chargers in Week 13. 
They have the Chiefs in week 17. We'll see, honestly, what the Chiefs are made of. And they have a game week 16 versus the Ravens. That's about four, four games that I possibly see that are really tough. And they sit at four and two right now. This team can contend for a playoff spot. Hell, they could maybe even win the division <laughs> if, if, if the Ravens have a falling out. I don't think they will. But what I'm trying to say is, while I'm not buying into them being Super Bowl contenders now, you rebuild that offensive line. Burrow keeps getting better. The receiving core keeps getting better. They add maybe one more piece on the defensive side, maybe another edge rusher. I know Hendrickson has been really good. You add a guy maybe next to DJ Reader. You add a really good linebacker. This team is scary. And with an AFC North that looked really promising, but the Browns sort of look to be falling apart, especially this season. The Ravens, they're going to be up there. Really, they only got to worry about the Ravens. So I'm loving where the, the direction of the Bengals are going. But like I said, rebuild the offensive line. Zach Taylor cannot be the head coach to win you the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. And add a few more pieces on defense. I think this team is legit in a few years. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Drew, signing off. Peace.